Hey, what's up, family? And welcome to the Eagle's Nest Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you soar in your faith, family, finances, friendships, and fitness. Get ready for today's message with Senior Pastor of Eagle's Nest Church, Lee Jenkins. Well, we're in week five of our series on the Holy Spirit called The Help, How to Experience the Presence and the Power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, this will be our last sermon in the series, but I'm going to pick it back up maybe toward the end of the year or the beginning of next year, which will be here before we know it. Um, really, it, should, it really would take about 10 sermons to be able to really grasp the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is such a vital part of our life, yet it is such a part that many of us don't understand. But as I told you during week one, that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Holy Spirit is God. And so when Jesus left, he says, I am sending you a helper. I'm sending you an advocate. I'm sending you a counselor. I'm sending you me in spirit form. And then he said, it is to your advantage that I go away and send the helper or the Holy Spirit. That is because Jesus was confined or the spirit of God was confined in in a human body, Jesus. And so Jesus was somewhat limited to his human body. That's why people had to run and touch him and to hear him speak to get miracles because he was in a human body and he couldn't be everywhere at the same time. But the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. You can experience the Holy Spirit at your house. I can experience God, the Holy Spirit at my house. Churches all over the world can experience the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I hope you have learned something over the last four weeks. Uh, Today is going to be kind of a, uh, a survey of some of the things that the Holy Spirit has done throughout history. I'm looking forward to what the Lord will say to you today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we just glorify in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, teach us how to have a relationship with you, how to call on the Holy Spirit, how to depend on the Holy Spirit and not our flesh, not our own intellect. And so now, Lord, we posture ourselves to hear from you today. We pray that something will be said or read that can change our life, that can bring us closer to you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our lives. You are welcome in this atmosphere. So now, Lord, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are are our strength. You are our Lord. You are our Redeemer. And we say we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for praise, everybody. The Lord is worthy to be praised. 
Well, before we dive into the sermon today, I want to have a little fun. I want to take you through a journey of some of the greatest hits of my all-time favorite R&B group. Um, I won't tell you who the group is yet, but I'm going to mention some of their songs, and some of you will get it right of way, and some of you might not know these songs as I mention them. Now, remember, this is my all-time favorite group. It's like I've been listening to their music a long time, and I still love it. Let me mention some of the songs. Devotion, shining star, that's the way of the world. Reasons, or should I say reasons, can't, can't hide love, fantasy, be ever wonderful, love's holiday, got to get you into my life, September, boogie wonderland. After the love is gone, let's groove, and many, many more. Now, I know some of you know who this group is, and it is the best band of all time, in my opinion, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all right? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, a lot of y'all young folks, you know, y'all don't know about Earth, Wind, and Fire. But man, they were, they were incredible singers. They, they were an incredible band. And a lot of times, musicians, they uh, tour with one group, but then they record with another group of musicians. But these guys were excellent studio musicians, and they had the best concerts ever. They were phenomenal. They sang love songs that make you want to cry. But then they sang songs that make you want to get up and dance. So as much as I love these hits from Earth, Wind, and Fire, as much as I love their greatest hits, that's not what we're here to talk about. So I have entitled today's sermon, The Greatest Hits of the Holy Spirit, okay? <laughs> the Greatest Hits of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what that means in a minute. So when we talk about a musical group's greatest hits, we are normally talking about those timeless songs that make us either want to get up and dance or that make us want to sing their lyrics. And some of us still know lyrics of these songs from the 1960s and the 1970s, and they don't go away. In fact, sometimes when we hear the greatest hits by some of our favorite groups, it brings back memories. There's a certain nostalgia attached to those songs. That's why we love those songs. That's why we love to even go to the concerts, even though some of the artists can't sing anymore, okay? <laughs> and they may be very old, but it doesn't matter because they're singing some of the songs, man, that meant so much to us during that season in our life. In fact, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they had nine members. Now they're down to three. But it doesn't matter to me because all I have to do is just hear fantasy, 
or September, or you can't hide love. And oh man, it brings back so many memories. But the greatest hits of the Holy Spirit are different. What am I talking about when I say that? I'm talking about divine moments that are documented in the Bible where the Holy Spirit moved in a very profound way. Now, the Holy Spirit has moved all throughout the Bible. And I would be here for weeks trying to explain to you every time the Holy Spirit moved. Because the Holy Spirit, as you'll see in a few moments, didn't just show up on the day of Pentecost or didn't just show up when Jesus says, I'm going to send a helper. The Holy Spirit has been a presence since the beginning of time. And so when I say the all-time greatest hits of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be just highlighting some of those times where the Holy Spirit moved in a profound way. And I'm hoping that over the next few moments, you and I can learn from some of those experiences. And I'm just going to highlight six of them. You see, there have been ripple effects for thousands of years based on what the Holy Spirit has done. The Holy Spirit's influence has shaped Christianity and transformed the world and touched many of us in ways that we don't even realize. The greatest hits of the Holy Spirit. So as we explore, you all, some of these stories, I want us to ask the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit, to teach us and to show us what we need to do today. So as we look at these highlights, these greatest hits of the Holy Spirit, just like a old song can rekindle something in you, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit and some of these things we're going to talk about today can rekindle your spiritual life. Well, are you ready to groove by the Holy Spirit's greatest hits? <laughs> let's groove tonight, all right. Well, let's dive right in. I'm going to move pretty fast. The first thing is the Holy Spirit had a profound impact on the creation, on the creation. So, so the Holy Spirit, y'all, was there during the creation. So the Holy Spirit just didn't show up in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit has been there the entire time. The third person of the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Of course, the Son, Jesus, who came uh, on earth in the New Testament. But the Holy Spirit has been there the entire time. Let's look at these two verses in Genesis. I want to show you. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then it goes on to say, 
Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. They're describing the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God was there in the beginning. When there was nothing, the spirit of God was there. And that's Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2. But then if we jump down to Genesis 1, 26, look at how profound the Holy Spirit was when it came to the creation of mankind. Look at this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Us? Who is us? Us is the Trinity. Us is the Godhead. Us is God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So God didn't say, let let me. Singular. He said, let us. Plural. He says, let us make mankind in our own image. Then it goes on to say this. It says, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground. What am I saying? In the beginning, the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters, bringing order out of chaos and life out of nothingness. Now, how does that apply to us today? Where are you going with this, Pastor Lee? How does the creation apply to my life today? How does the Holy Spirit working through creation, what does that have to do with me in 2024? Let me just mention a couple of things. Just as the Holy Spirit brought order to the chaos of creation. The Holy Spirit can bring order to the chaos of our lives. Because you see, some of us are experiencing some chaos, some drama. And what we have to do is to call on the Holy Spirit. The Lord, Holy Spirit, I know you can bring this thing and put it in order. You see, the, the Holy Spirit can breathe life into our dead situations. The Holy Spirit can bring about transformation and renewal. So the same way God spoke and said, let there be light. The same way he brought order to chaos. When you need light in your life, when there's darkness in your life, When there's chaos in your life, you need to call on the Holy Spirit. And you need to say, Holy Spirit, come right now. I need you. Come on, let's give the Lord praise for that, everybody. Yes. So so what am I saying? I'm saying that if you are experiencing an area in your life and there's chaos, there's disorder, or you don't know how God is going to put the pieces together, God specializes, specializes in in taking nothingness and making it out of something. And he can take us when we don't believe we can do something. 
when we believe uh, that, that maybe our lives are over in terms of our effectiveness, he says, no, I have a plan for your life. All he has to do is speak the word of God over you. And so God said, let there be light and all kind of things. He starts flinging the stars in the skies. And I'm saying, if God can create the earth, you all, don't you think he can help you to solve your problems? I mean, all you got to do is go outside and just look around. So don't let your problems get the best of you. Because you got to realize how powerful God is. He created the universe and the Holy Spirit was there. He created us and the Holy Spirit was there. So if you're struggling in your marriage or in your business or in your career or in your family, you need to call on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. No matter how dead it may feel, no matter how much drama and chaos you may be experiencing, you need to call on the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit had a profound impact on the Holy Scriptures. So that means that the scriptures, the Bible that we read, the Holy Spirit is all in it, y'all. All in it. It's not just a book. It's not just words. Even when you're looking at it on your phone, it is the, the power of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture, somebody say all. All. All scripture is inspired by God. I'm going to tell you what that word means. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Y'all, the Holy Spirit is like a mirror. You look in the mirror in the morning, and the mirror shows some of your defects and some of our defects. But, but, but then we make adjustments to our hair and, and, and to our makeup, you know, and, and, and to our clothes, And that's what the Word of God should do for us. When we read the Word of God, we should make adjustments. Oh, that that scripture jumps out. Oh, I got to change my life. Oh, I got to do this different. I need to make some adjustments over here. That's what the Holy Spirit does through the scripture. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. But then look at what else it says. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, meaning the word of God, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So God uses the Holy Spirit. But let's look at this same verse in the NIV translation. Let's look at it. Since all scripture, here we go, is God breathed. 
One translation said inspired. This one says God breathed, like God breathed on the men who wrote the scriptures. The Holy Spirit breathed on them and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Yes, sometimes the Bible will rebuke you. The Holy Spirit will speak through those words and say, you should not be doing that. You should not be dating him. You should not be dating her. You should not be talking to your spouse that way. Stop it. Teaches us, corrects us, trains us. But then it goes on to say, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me just talk about the Bible. I said that when the translation said that God, that the word of God is inspired, all scripture is inspired or God breathed. What does that mean? It means that scripture came from God's word like words come out of a mouth of a person who is speaking. So the Bible is the very words of God. The Holy Spirit inspired the chosen men to write the Bible. Their hands were guided by the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about the Bible right quick. Let me just give you a couple of things about the Bible that you may or may not know. The Bible contains 66 different books written over a 1,600-year span. The Bible was written by more than 40 writers from every walk of life, from king to peasant, from philosopher to fisherman. The Bible was written in different places, from the wilderness to a comfortable room, to a dungeon. The Bible was written at different times, from war to peace. The Bible was written during the different authors' moods, because all of us have different moods. And the Bible can address all of your different moods. The Bible was written from the highest joy to the deepest despairs. All you got to do is read the Psalms about King David when, when he talks about how, how, much of a, how, how much despair he was in. The Bible was written on three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. The Bible was written in three different languages. Most of the Old Testament, or really all of the Old Testament, was written in Hebrew. Parts of Ezra, though, Daniel and Jeremiah, were written in Aramaic. And the entire New Testament was written in Greek. A few more things. The Bible contains different kinds of literature. So whatever your thing is, you can find it in the Bible. It contains history. I love history. It contains poetry, humor, prophecy, romance, letters, biographies, songs, journals, 
advice, practical advice like in Proverbs, laws like the Ten Commandments and so forth, and great stories. And the Bible was written, here's what I like, concerning hundreds, if not thousands, of controversial issues. So it's all right there in the word of God. The Bible is not just a collection of words, you all. It is the inspired word of God, breathed out by the Holy Spirit. So when you open your Bibles, when you look at your Bibles on your iPads or your iPhones or however you look at it, you don't need to look at it as just words. You need to look at it as God's words that were inspired by God. So I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak to me today through your word. Guide me today through your word. And you know, if you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit to do that, do you know the Holy Spirit will talk to you through the word of God? So how does this apply to us today? The Holy Spirit still speaks to us through scriptures guiding us, convicting us, and teaching us. When we open the word with an open heart, the spirit can reveal truths that speak directly to our lives. So what we can learn from this is we need to allow the word to speak to us. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit had a profound impact on Jesus's birth, on Jesus's birth. That was another greatest hit of the Holy Spirit because we celebrate Christmas. So you can't leave out Jesus's birth because the Holy Spirit did something phenomenal. Let's look and see and let's kind of uh, go back and see what the Holy Spirit did. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 31, and then we're going to look at verses 34 and 35. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It's the angel speaking to Mary, and he tells her, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Mary, you're getting ready to have a baby. You're going to give birth to the baby. And his name is going to be Jesus. Now, Mary was no fool. She's thinking, well, in order for that to happen, then I'm going to have to be like have some relations with somebody because I haven't. So there's a problem here. Let's look at the next verse. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. But then look at what the angel said. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born. So the baby to be born will be holy. Somebody say holy. And he will be called the Son of God. So the Holy Spirit came and did something 
that humans could not do. So how does this apply to us today? Just as the Holy Spirit brought forth new life in Mary, he can birth new life in you. Okay? Okay, how about this? Just like Mary said, this is impossible. How can this be? Some of y'all have said the same thing. Some of y'all, God has, has told you that you're supposed to be doing something, that you're supposed to be having a certain impact, and your first response is, me? How could this be? How could I start a business? How could I be successful? I barely made it through college, or I didn't even go to college. Or people been telling me I wasn't good at this or wasn't good at that. How could this be? What is this thing in me that keeps pushing me? and telling me to step out on faith. How could this be? You see, a lot of us, we discount what the Spirit can do in our lives. And we talk ourselves out of it because we're looking at what we can do in our own power instead of what we can do by partnering with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you all, just like he did with Mary, can bring forth new beginnings and new possibilities new hope in our lives, even in the most unlikely circumstances. Number four, the Holy Spirit had a profound impact on Jesus's baptism. Again, we're just talking about some of the greatest hits of the Holy Spirit and how do do they relate to our lives. Jesus's baptism, that was big. Let's look at Matthew 3.16. It says, after he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Look at what happened. And behold, the heavens were open, and he, meaning John, who baptized Jesus, John the Baptist, saw the Spirit of God. He saw the Holy Spirit descending as a dove and settling on him On him is Jesus. So John, after he baptized Jesus, he saw the Spirit of God descending and resting. uh, We could call it the anointing, the Holy Spirit resting on Jesus like it wasn't a dove, but it was like a dove. So on that day, Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So how does this apply to us today? The same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus for service and ministry equips us with the gifts and the abilities that we need to fulfill God's purposes in our lives. Did y'all catch that? Because it was like the Holy Spirit, was he, was, he came down on Jesus He was already in Jesus, but this was a special visitation. And he empowered Jesus with the presence to do what he was called to do. By the way, right after that, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And because he was so full of the Holy Spirit, he could resist the devil. So here's what I'm telling you. Yes, God will call you to do something great, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. 
You're going to need the Holy Spirit because the devil is going to come at you. People are going to come at you. I don't care what you're doing. So you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit the same way Jesus was empowered when he got baptized. Number five, the Holy Spirit had a profound impact, oh, I love this one, on Jesus's resurrection, on Jesus's resurrection. Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God, there it is again, who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Did y'all catch that? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And then it goes on to say, and just as God raised Jesus, raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. So if you need healing, the Holy Spirit can heal you. Amen to that. If you need to be resurrected in any area of your life, you need to call on that same resurrection power to raise you up. You see, some of us, we, we get too depressed and we complain too much. I know some of that we are lamenting, and if, if you just read through the Psalms, you'll see some of the greatest servants of God complaining and lamenting. But if you keep reading, finally they, they, they start praising right toward the end, okay? So, so you can go to God lamenting a little bit, but sooner or later you got, you got to say, but God, I know you're able. I know that same power that raised Jesus from the dead can raise me out of this situation. Come on, we ought to give God praise for that because some of y'all right now need to be raised up. You need the power of the living God to get you out of your situation. Here's the last one. The Holy Spirit had a profound impact on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. Let's look at Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Remember, Jesus said, I'm going away and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. But remember what I said, y'all. When you receive Jesus, when you decide to become a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells you. It's living inside of you. But we have to keep on being filled by the Holy Spirit like somebody who is drinking alcohol. You don't stay drunk forever. The way you stay drunk forever and intoxicated forever which I hope none of y'all do, okay, is you got to keep drinking. We have to keep drinking the Holy Spirit. We have to keep being filled by the Holy Spirit. So this was a special filling. This was a special experience. So he says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Look and see what happened. Suddenly, somebody say Suddenly. There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then look at what happened. Then what looked like, it wasn't, but it looked like flames, and some versions say fire, 
or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And then look at what happened. And everyone present was filled with the what? Holy Spirit. And began speaking other languages. Some versions say began speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Oh, that's so important. Y'all, when I pick this series up next year or toward the end of the year, we're going to talk about what does the baptism of the Holy Spirit really mean? Because too many people think that in order to be saved, you have to speak in tongues. No, that's not what that says. That's not what that says. So first of all, speaking in tongues and being saved are not synonymous. Okay? All right. Secondly, you can speak in tongues, and if you do, that's great, but that doesn't make you a better Christian than somebody who doesn't. Okay? That doesn't make this church that speaks in tongues a lot better or stronger or closer to Jesus than the church that does not. Okay? Because I know a whole lot of tongue talking devils, all right? A whole lot of them. However, Is speaking in tongues, could that be a way that we communicate to God? Yes. It is a legitimate way that we can communicate to God. And again, when I pick this series back up, we're going to dive deep into that. But be careful about judging people based on a spiritual gift that God did something special at one time with his, his followers. Now, does God do special things with his people? Absolutely. But we got to be careful about judging people because you shall know a person not by how many tongues they speak in, but by their fruits, how they live, how they treat other people. So that is very, very important. So it says they begin speaking other languages or in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, not somebody pushing them down pressuring them. The Holy Spirit was working. So important, you all. All right. Where am I? Got carried away on that one, y'all. Yeah. So the day of Pentecost marked the outpouring of the Holy Spirit among the disciples, igniting a fire in them that spread throughout the world. How does this apply to us today? Last thing, the same Holy Spirit that fell on the disciples at Pentecost is on us today. You don't have to run around and jump up. When God moves like that, go for it. Yes, we we do need to be more exuberant because we're going to be exuberant tonight, aren't we? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, we are. We're going to be clapping. We're going to be praising. We're going to be jumping up and down. Why can't we do the same thing for Jesus? All right? Come on. Let's praise God. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit, that you will look back on some of the greatest hits of the Holy Spirit. And there are so many. I just pulled out six. And say, God, the same thing that happened back then. Can you do it for me today? 
Can you resurrect me? The way you did, Jesus, can you resurrect the dead things in my life? Can you bring order and uh, order to the chaos that's in my life like you did during creation? Can you anoint me with the power of the Holy Spirit to do what I'm called to do in the marketplace, in business, in ministry, the same way you did with Jesus when you baptized him? Can you do that with me? That's why the greatest hits of the Holy Spirit are important because he can do the same thing with you all. So I want you to look at some of those things in your notes. I want you to go back on some of those sermons. And I want your life to be different from here on out because of your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We magnify your name because you're worthy to be praised. Lord, right now we call on the Holy Spirit to fill us in a special way, to empower us to do what you've called us to do. So, Lord, we need you. We need your spirit. We need your power. We need a relationship with you. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you're saying to God today, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. I'm ready to turn over my life to you. I'm ready to give myself to you 100%. Some people call it being born again. Some people call it being saved. I'm just saying if you are ready to be a 100% follower of Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. The first thing I want you to do with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you would just say, Pastor Lee, by the raising of your hand, you don't have to stand up, you don't have to come down, but by the raising of your hand, would you just say, Pastor Lee, I'm one of those people who is ready to follow Jesus 100%. Maybe you're online looking. Just give me a wave if you're out there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So, Father, I'm praying for those right now who need to surrender to the power of your Holy Spirit. Help them to do that in every area of their life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise, everybody. Welcome back. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like more information about Pastor Lee or Eagles Nest Church, visit our website at eaglesnestchurch.org. That's all one word, eaglesnestchurch.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected with us throughout the week. If you're ever in the Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Until next time, Eagles.